Welcome to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. Yeehaw! <laughs> Along with newbie co host Will. Yeehaw! Oh, wait. Same thing she said. just also that. And Caitlin. Yeehaw! <laughs> yes! Caitlin did the best. <laughs> she was right into it. <laughs> I could I could hear the lasso whipping through the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today we're joined by our special guest, Steph. Can I say it too? Yeehaw! Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Good. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. Great. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, what's your his- history with uh, Briscoe? Any? None. None. I've always wanted to watch it because of, you know, Carlton Cues and Lost, but just never went ahead and bought the DVDs uh-huh. until now. That is a familiar story so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how are you liking it so far? Um, I, yeah, I really liked the pilot, and I thought the first, you know, few episodes were... I enjoyed them, like I said when I called in last week. Mm. Uh, or... I enjoy it, but, like, it's forgettable. Yeah. Like, there's nothing much there. But I think, you know, most shows are like that. Starting out, they the networks just want standalone episodes until people can get into it. And then they let off, let their pressure off of the creators and let them just go. So, yeah, they yeah. kind of... Let... Until they can start building, like, a mythology or something. Yeah. 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 Start letting them explore things a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um, alright, so, uh, let's go ahead and reveal the high and low point, uh, poll winners for the previous episode. Uh, drumroll. What was the previous episode called again? It was, uh, Bris- it was Briscoe and Yalisco. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah, alright, so the high point winner was Mel's pick of the poker game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of... I, that really was the high point. It yeah. just went, it opened with a bang and went down from there. Yep. Um, <laughs> And the uh, low point winner was Tammy's pick of Emilio's baby speech. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I can't stand Emilio. (laughs) I hope he doesn't show up again. I can't remember. (laughs) Um, All right, so uh, let's uh, get into the recap of this episode. But uh, I'm going to to see if I can do things a little bit different with the recap because... I've been, I think I've been going, you know, too much detail. I, the way I used to do it on the Twin Peaks podcast was I would just say the first thing that happens in the scene, and then we would discuss the scene, and if we didn't have anything to say, we would just move on. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I'm going to try it, because otherwise it's just me just talking and talking and talking. And I can't imagine anyone would want to listen to that, so... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the episode opens. We get our cold open with uh, Risco's standoff against some guy named Ringo. This felt like such a throwaway. I don't know if that's what you guys thought, but you guys, yeah, it's like a, the, just the whole scene just felt like such a throwaway scene for some reason. Just because I guess because of the character mm. of Ringo. Yeah, it wasn't. He just kind of shows up and then doesn't show up again. <laughs> I wonder if he was part of Bly's gang or. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. First, I wasn't sure if he was saying Ringo or Rango. I guess it was just (laughs) Rango. I guess it doesn't matter in the end. You mean like the lizard? (laughs) Rango. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just firing at some lizard on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I finally tracked you down, Rango. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, the point of the scene, we had to find out that uh, Socrates was in trouble. 
And we got to see Briscoe do something clever and use his walls, you know, where he uh, shot open the gate so the horses could stampede out and take care of the gang that he was in the shootout with. So, yeah. What do you guys think when stuff like that happens on TV shows when they can't really have the hero shoot anybody? So he just shoots everything around him except the the bad guys. (laughs) been wanting to see briscoe i want to see how clever he is and get himself out of trouble just by something creative yeah oh no jack bauer would just shoot the bad guy he's not that (laughs) clever (laughs) that's my hero (laughs) yeah basically tells them to shut up with a gun (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it can get a little bit ridiculous like if you think about it in real world real world terms but i guess we shouldn't um, <laughs> I like. I enjoyed the uh, uh, badly timed telegram. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> telegram, Mister. That's so interesting. I didn't know what to think of it. Really, it's kind of funny, but also kind of like stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if you guys thought would think that that kid was like either really stupid or just oblivious or what? Just a dedicated worker. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or he's related to Socrates and he doesn't know what danger looks like. Yeah. <laughs> It's Socrates' nephew. <laughs> he sent his own nephew <laughs> to like send a message for help. Go, boy! <laughs> um, Alright, so after that, uh, after the opening credits... Oh, sorry. What? The horse has totally ruined his bicycle, too. The oh, kid's bicycle. Briscoe is that kid a bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Among other things, Briscoe will, I guess, kind of owe people. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so after Briscoe gets those horses to trample those guys... Um, we go to the credits, and then we come back, <clears throat> and, um, uh, Socrates is telling Briscoe about, uh, why he's in the jail cell. Apparently it has to do with gambling. Yeah. I didn't think Socrates would be gambling type. Well, it, didn't he say that he took Briscoe's advice yeah. to, uh, like, broaden his horizons or something? Yeah. You know, the first time I didn't notice the map at the beginning there showing Louisiana and Mississippi, I said, oh no. You didn't notice where they yeah, were. I didn't, yeah, I didn't notice where they were, and then I didn't realize until later on the episode you know, what was going, where they were. Mm. Has anyone here ever been to Louisiana? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm from Mississippi. I've been to Louisiana. Yeah, that's in mine and Will's backyard. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So cool. you've seen that riverboat before. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that riverboat. <laughs> um, is Gateway a real place? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Doesn't sound like it. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe the, the name. You know how like old place names sometimes change. Yeah, could be true. like that. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, Socrates talks about uh, Brett Bones, the most gentlemanly member of Bly's gang. <laughs> the dandiest of the dandies. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There's a guy whose whole shtick is being a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm. I hope the rest of the gang has like little little quirks like that. Yeah. <laughs> the stinkiest member of John Black. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest member. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what is Briscoe gonna do when he runs out of members of Bly's gang to go after? Yeah, I don't know. He'll have no purpose. Maybe he'll go back to being a lawyer. 
Okay. I don't. I really didn't want you to answer that. I, I kind of want to know, but I don't want you to answer. Well, we don't know either. Okay. Well, I know. I know. Well, what, I don't know. What, but I'm not saying. I'm throwing out foilers. I can't and... remember. <laughs> I can't remember what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I can't even remember exactly what happened. He'll run off with Dixie Cousins and uh, get oh, into more. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not that awful woman. <laughs> um. So, uh, so, but yeah, Briscoe is going to come up with some sort of plan, and it involves a nice new outfit. I thought he looked pretty spiffy in that outfit. He looked like a, maybe like a young Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hope we get Colonel Sanders as, like, one of the anachronism, oh, one of the coming funny. things. <laughs> Front chicken thing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh... <laughs> I, I enjoyed here how Comet was like the fashion police. I'm I'm kind of surprised that they didn't do like a like a clothes horse pun joke. Hmm. Yeah. Nope. What kind of joke would there be there? I don't know. Clothes horse, you know, somebody that's like all about the clothes. They would have done like a pun about the horse being like a fashion critic. Think of think of a pun right now. No, I can't. <laughs> I don't know if such a pun exists. No, I don't know. Um. But here's some more uh, evidence that Comet is trying to get uh, Briscoe killed, though, because he, through talking with Comet, he convinces Comet seems to convince him to give up his gun for this mission. <laughs> you should go in there unarmed, Briscoe. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea, Comet. <laughs> I don't need it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything else there? We'll move on. Um. So Briscoe comes up on a boxing ring, and. His name is Brett Bones, right? Yeah, Brett, Brett Bones. Bones. That can't be his real name. This is uh, uh, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Xander Berkeley. Right. Has been in yeah. everything. A lot of things. Yeah, oh, 212 yeah. Yeah, items on his IMDb page. Holy cow. I thought he yeah. looked like Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just... He's had different looks over the years. Has he? My yeah. favorite, my favorite look for him is from Terminator 2 when he played Todd and he was drinking the milk and the term uh, T1000 put the blade through his mouth. <laughs> what? <sighs> that was him. That was him. Todd Voigt. He was on 24. He was Jack Bauer's boss on 24. Ah. And uh, Xander Berkeley, uh, Brett Bones is. Uh, Right-hand man here is Mr. Hatchet, uh, played by a guy named Don Stroud. I looked up his credits, and apparently he's on Babylon 5. Well, do you know him? No. He's on it a couple times, playing two different characters, so it's probably just small parts. Okay. Someone named... Yeah, they recycle a lot of actors. Yeah. Someone named Boggs and someone named Caliban. <laughs> uh, does that ring a bell? <laughs> and he was Captain Lusson on Dragnet, a show I've never seen. Um... So yeah, they're so watching the boxing. Match. So yeah, they're watching the boxing match. Uh, Briscoe's not very impressed. Pretends to not be impressed with the boxer. And, uh, he reintroduces the character of Roscoe Merriweather. Right. <laughs> I love that name. I like it better than Briscoe's real name. <laughs> Roscoe. Roscoe Merriweather. <laughs> any uh, any notes on the scene? Well. Uh- Oh, go ahead. This boxer, who is he? I looked him up. He's a, he was a hockey player. The actor? The actor? Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't. You didn't look him up, Matt? I mean, I looked at his IMDb, but I didn't read his bio because he only had like five credits or something. But he's a hockey player. He huh. didn't. He didn't. Uh, what was his name? Well, let's look him up right now. 
Um, it was hockey. I figured you guys knew. <laughs> John Shumsky. John Shumsky, yeah. No. No, I'm not, I'm not a <laughs> sports sound, fan. He doesn't sound familiar to me. I've never heard of him. Oh, it doesn't say anything about hockey on his bio. I don't know. He was a 90, 1982 NHL entry draft. Oh, well, yeah. Nope. Does not ring a bell. Um, so, uh... Some guy named Wiley Turner shows up with the sheriff and uh, accuses uh, Bones of killing his brother. <laughs> Is it Wiley or Riley? That's another one I had trouble understanding. Pretty Wiley. sure it's Wiley. 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 Okay. I watched the whole thing with subtitles, but they didn't have English ones, so I turned French ones on. <laughs> yeah, I hate that it's they don't Wiley. have English subtitles. Yeah. It's weird. It's yeah. like Wiley, they didn't change it to a French name? No, but like, <laughs> Meriwether is Jolitan. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. How does that, does that literally translate? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> literally translates like nice, to like, nice, nice weather. weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> me, yeah. um, Man, I love, I love the French translation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's got like a, gov- a pardon, like a blank slate pardon from the governor. Like, do they ever explain why he has that? No. It's, it's almost like he bought the pardon or something with his money. Probably being such a gentleman and all. Yeah, yeah. you know. We <laughs> won it in a bet. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Talked his way, maybe. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. See, what's so great is he has that, he seems so untouchable. It's like, how is Briscoe going to beat this guy? And the boxer just is so good, seems so good. He looks so strong, and uh, it just seems like an unwinnable situation for Briscoe. Yeah. Yeah, that amps it up a little bit, Pete. The stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he gets out of that, and then uh, Wiley is not very happy, especially when some goons start beating him up later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bris- Briscoe ends up saving him, but he, like, ruins some poor schmuck's window. <laughs> I was wondering if he was gonna like pay for that window at all. No. So he owes a kid a bike and he owes somebody else a window. window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts on this scene? Uh, Bruce Campbell's fighting style or anything? I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just just gung ho. He throws himself in there. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if he's got a fighting style per se. I think he just I was actually because of this. I was kind of surprised that he didn't volunteer to like box dynamite himself because I thought he'd like take it on as a challenge. Yeah, especially since in the pilot he beat Bowler in a fist fight. Yeah, <laughs> like rather easily. <laughs> um, but I guess he needed to be free to do some other shenanigans. After that, um, oh yeah, they bind the goons with like this wonderful cotton weave fabric. <laughs> Oh god! I thought this yeah. was kind of a lame coming thing <laughs> because I'm sure the you like jeans, Matt. I know, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the true history of jeans is well established. Yes, I know. I don't know it, but I mean, <laughs> I don't think it was made by a guy named Wiley, uh, Wiley Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Shows what you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it was made in America. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was for some I'm reason. Pretty sh- what? I'm pretty sure it was uh, invented by Levi Strauss. What? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, I'm pretty oh, sure. I'm maybe. thinking like German Levi Strauss kind of a thing. But I don't know. 
Levi Strauss, American businessman of German oh. Jewish descent, who founded the first company to manufacture blue jeans. Ah, he stole it from Wiley. <laughs> oh dear, ah. those Germans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. Wait, no, sorry, but the fabric originated in France. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Because that's where the name um, jeans comes from, the French phrase. I'm assuming this is right. Anyways, uh, Bleu de Jean, which is like the blue of Genoa. Huh. Interesting. So that's like the dye that they use? It was like something sailors first wore, I guess. Huh. But it really took off when Levi Strauss, I guess, created his company or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, so I guess the history's not that well established after all, man. <laughs> well, nobody <laughs> well knew. Enough. Nobody knew until we looked it up. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Maybe we're just you know in the dark here. Everyone <laughs> else knows. Yeah. Well, Wiley and Briscoe bond over their their dead relatives. <laughs> uh, they have something in common. Oh. Yeah. They should have had a, a nice hug and a cry together. <laughs> yeah. Should have got drunk together. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of getting drunk, I'm drinking a locally brewed beer right now <laughs> from the Bridgeport Brewing Company. Ooh. How is it? It's nice. The label says floral and hoppy, delightfully complex, smooth and satisfying. <laughs> floral beer. That's, yeah. that's interesting. That you, interesting. Can you taste all that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, find, I find whenever they describe a wine like that, I'm like, eh, I guess maybe in my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of bullcrap. <laughs> They're gonna be our sponsors, just like down below. So nice. <laughs> they pay. They uh, they're paying us, are they? No, well, maybe one day. <laughs> um, yeah, at the uh, at the card game, I like how annoying Briscoe's being. <laughs> Just repeating everything that's said. Yeah. At first, well, he kind of sounded like he was having like a fake orgasm over the poker game. He was like, "Oh yes, oh yes, yes, yes. oh yes." I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he was being such a pest, though. <laughs> yeah. But he seems to, you know, be a pro-con artist, and I think it was just to, like, create a diversion, kind of, so they wouldn't notice him cheating. Mm. You know who he was acting like? It was that annoying office character from Saturday Night Live that Rob Schneider played. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> your copy. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Red Bones, the Bone Meister. <laughs> Picking up two cards. Yeah. yeah, I hated that character. <laughs> uh. Uh, but in, in the previous episode, it, it was great to see him cheat at cards because I don't know. It just set up. It was a great setup yeah. for for this whole episode. Yeah, it's true. Like I'm glad we had that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to and for to see that he's unscrupulous, but that he lives. That's his world that he lives in. Is it's an unethical, lawless time. Yeah. So. Yeah, you gotta bend the rules a little bit, but still don't shoot anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, they end up playing for Socrates. Uh, <laughs> uh, what a shitty prize. <laughs> oh, I got this whiny bookworm. Uh, that's my prize. <laughs> oh, I still like Socrates, though. <laughs> 
Do you guys like Socrates at this point, or is he kind of annoying? Or he's all right. All right, yeah. <laughs> he's good comic relief. Mm. Um, I don't know. He's a bit too much of a dweeb for me right now. <laughs> I hope he changes. Um, he's kind of an enjoyable dweeb for me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, after that, uh... Actually, the question that I was asking by this point was, where the heck is Bowler? Right, I was like, please let us not have another bowler no, episode. No Bowler, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you guys worried at this point? Yes. <laughs> no, not really, but... No? You would have been I okay? Just, I guess I just hadn't thought about it, thought about him at this point. Oh, that's good. I mean, like, for me, I, I don't know what it is, but half the time the episode doesn't click with me till he shows up. <laughs> Like, this this first part wasn't really exciting to me, anyways. Yeah. his pre- When he's not on his presence, his lack of... Pr- the lack of bowler is felt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that he's, like, kind of such a... Like, a a good... Like, a, like a booming kind of character that it's kind of, like... It mm. adds a, a lot of interest to the show. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, Briscoe's likable, but he mostly has to play the straight man. Yeah. He mostly has to, you know, just be the regular old hero yeah um so they oh yeah. win socrates's freedom they go to the hotel and they see uh wiley on the floor mr hatchet knocks them all out <laughs> that was pretty easy and then they take all their money yeah it's socrates right in the glasses <laughs> i thought wiley was dead i was really afraid for wiley mm. yeah i thought so too at first because usually shows don't uh shy away from uh, killing their their guest star yeah um, so yeah f- after they wake up I guess <laughs> they come up with the new plan and uh, I- involving the boxer but there's not a man around who can beat Dynamite Sullivan <laughs> except for Big Daddy <laughs> except for someone who's stupid enough to <laughs> Aww. Aww. uh I like how uh, Briscoe is explaining how a con is done. He's like, you gotta provoke the mark, and then you gotta establish the setup. And uh, throughout the whole episode, we get little uh, check-ins with the the progress of the con and what the next step should be. Yeah, I bet this is like the type of thing he used to do before he became a bounty hunter for uh, looking to jo- search for John Bly, because it just seems like the kind of thing he would do, like maybe in, when he was studying before. You think he was a con artist? No, just as kind of like a hobby, not like a serious con artist. Yeah, <laughs> he just studied the yeah. he studied yeah. the art form of con, yeah. con artistry. Um, who's a better con artist, uh, Briscoe or uh, that dude from Lost? <laughs> What's his name? Sawyer. Oh, Sawyer, right? <laughs> um, all right. So Briscoe sends out a couple telegrams. At this point, I was relieved when you said, "Dear Lord." <laughs> Dear Lord Bowler, and then we lit up. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a that seems to be a lot of money at the time too to invest in uh, material. What is it, fifty thousand dollars? Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So, well, he's <laughs> just know. for the time, anyways. You'd think that money would take a while to get to them too. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess if you like send like a a telegram to the bank or something, and they can kind of. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how it worked back then. Yeah, I, don't I don't know how know. quick the bank services were. <laughs> um, so, Lord Bowler shows up. He's very skeptical of this plan. 
Until Until money is flashed in his face. <laughs> yeah, I love when he laughs and he sees the money and he's like <laughs> He's like a little child at Christmas. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> yeah. He does have the best laugh. <laughs> um uh. Any any notes from anyone? Nope. Okay. No. Um so Briscoe goes to see Brett again, and he challenges uh, challenges him to a boxing match bet this time. And uh, Bowler's kind of scared shitless. <laughs> yeah, I like how we scare the entire episode. Isn't he supposed to be a tough guy or bounty hunter or something? Yeah, well, when he's got a gun. Against. <laughs> uh, We've already established he sucks at fighting. <laughs> Could you imagine if you used a gun in a boxing match? <laughs> <laughs> Just his boxing, his boxing glove explodes Is with the gun? as the gun goes off, like yes. fires through it. Yes. Ah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Tricked you. That's like the equivalent. That's why they check the gloves before each match. That's yeah. right. It's the equivalent of putting barbed wire on your glove. <laughs> it's a little bit worse than that. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. <laughs> um. I liked the moment when uh, they gave Bowler some water and then he spit it on Socrates' crotch. Right. <laughs> that was pretty neat. Oh, okay. The, the boxer, he was also an American gladiator. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Is that a bad thing in your books, Will? No, I'm just thinking... Are memories flooding your brain? Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. I loved American gladiators growing up. Uh, so yeah, Wiley approaches uh, Dynamite about the boxer Dynamite about throwing the fight, and uh, yeah, the next day they. I feel like I have to back up. What? What the hell is American Gladiator like a, a wrestling thing? <laughs> oh, you don't know? <laughs> no, I... here we go. <laughs> it's kind of like a game show where they go through obstacles. Oh, okay. Then... Yeah, normal everyday people race or compete against. People that look like this guy. Yeah. Ah. Well, so this was kind of like an American gladiator situation with Bowler and this guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they ever threw them in boxing matches with the gladiators. <laughs> okay. That'd be funny if they did. Yes, it would be. <laughs> Unless it was with padded sticks. Um. What do you guys think of the fight? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny. <laughs> it was. This just. It shows sometimes how Lord Bowler is just like a little kid. He's just so naive. I don't know. He's like so stoked that he won. Yeah. <laughs> but other times he's so cunning when he like follows Briscoe and takes the lead and I don't know. Mm. He's he's a little bit inconsistent right now with uh, his his level of intelligence. <laughs> well, I wouldn't make him. It doesn't make him stupid that he just kind of fell for it. That he, or maybe you know, maybe just awareness then. Yeah, just his his willingness to believe, I suppose. Mm. Um. Yeah, and as soon as uh, Dynamite goes down and the count starts, Dixie Cousins shows up and starts finishing the count for the ref. You can't do that no matter how hot you are. <laughs> I feel like she was... This is the Wild West. <laughs> I feel like she was trying to be one of those ladies that holds up the... Uh... The ring girls. Yeah, the, the ring yeah. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And how crazy is that? She has a doily umbrella and doily gloves. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to point that out. That's It was really ridiculous to me. I was doily was... or lace? <laughs> it looked like... The umbrella looked like a giant doily. <laughs> to me, anyways. <laughs> 
That'd be funny if she got, like, the sunlight was going through it. Like, if she was standing in one spot for a while and she just had this pattern, uh, pattern <laughs> sunburn on her face. It's like lacy doily pattern on yeah. her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, Dynamite loses, uh, and Bones didn't <laughs> didn't bring his money. He was so confident. Uh, I'm so disappointed we did not hit get to hear file my claim a third time. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I was actually really happy. I was very happy. <laughs> <didn't> have to. <laughs> I just can't imagine how many different renditions of that song they can do. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Maybe I was expecting, like, this time around, if she would have done it, it might have been, like, a whistling version or something. <laughs> a yodel version. A yodel version. She hasn't oh. done the Chinese one yet. She yeah. needs to pull out her accordion. Oh, what if she invents rap? <laughs> oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> she beatboxes the thing. It better yes. be good if she does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we get the whole con of uh, Briscoe mistreating Socrates here. What that guy? What that make you guys think when he was? Were you onto it immediately? I'm surprised Socrates played his part so well. But yeah, I figured it out right away. Yeah, because mm. usually he's so yeah. nervous about everything. Mm. <laughs> what What happens next? Where am I? <laughs> You're so lost. Yep. Is this where he goes to see Brett Bones and yeah, he goes the boat. goes to his boat. Right. You guys think of this the scene. Uh, he gets tied to the wheel, and Mr. Hatchet starts throwing knives. Uh, CG, CG axes. You think they were CG? Some of them. Yeah. Uh, they, they looked like it. Could be. Maybe. Maybe it was just an effect. I don't know. They looked. The hatchets looked fake, and mm. like especially the were... shot, especially the shot where it was like following it. Yeah, following the hatchet. Yeah. He's he's pretty cocky. Like I know he's cocky, but this is like the 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 peak of it almost because he had no idea what he'd walk into it, but he knew that he would get out of it. Yeah, yeah. Again, he's unarmed and he's just gonna go in this guy's boat and just trust that he can get himself out of whatever happens. Um, this is like yeah. to- oh, go ahead. I was gonna say they invented Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, should have. It evolved a bit over time, but this is yeah. <laughs> they um. This is totally like a like a James Bond kind of a scene. It seems like, yeah. like an old school James Bond. Like even the Mister Hatchet even looks like a Bond villain. Um, oh yeah, the guy from what was it Doctor No? Was it Goldfinger who had the hat? Yeah, he threw. Odd job. <laughs> Odd job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reminded me of that. Um, you got any notes, Steph? Nope, not yet. Okay. Um, I enjoyed uh, this fight better than the uh, last one, though, because Briscoe did some uh, classic Bruce Campbell faces. Oh yeah, <laughs> after, like the, the, after he gets faces. <laughs> yeah. I love those. <laughs> so he escapes into an alley, and did you guys notice the guy peeing? Just peeing <laughs> oh, in yeah, the alley? No. No, I miss that. There's a guy in the background. He's just finishing off peeing. Yeah, he was like in the middle of peeing, and all these people run out, and he's like, "Oh, well," and he like zips up and starts <laughs> walking away. <laughs> uh, it adds a, a sense of uh, realism to the scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mr. Hatchet did like they were pointing their guns, and he did say, "No, oh, too many witnesses. Oh, <laughs> There's yeah. too many guys yeah. peeing in this alley." <laughs> When you said that, I was like, what witnesses? I don't see any. I guess it was a guy peeing right there. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) He ran into P. Alley. (laughs) He's as good as free. (laughs) 
I just imagine it's like the intersection where just everybody, like all the bars are congregated in that oh, spot. Oh yeah, everybody they're all around it. And there's like a drain <laughs> oh, in the middle. It just smells like urine. <laughs> it's all sloped towards the middle and there's a drain. Yes. Oh god. Why are we inventing this scenario? <laughs> it's um, the future, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they regroup again and it's uh, time for Socrates' part to uh, set up the rematch. Yeah, he does, like, like Caitlin says, he does really well this episode, like, mm. like hiding the fact that, you know, usually he's so nervous and usually he screws it up. Yeah, he's a, a good actor. <laughs> this time, he's getting better. He's getting more relaxed, baby. Steph, what did you... Uh, it's just, it was really hard to see Socrates, uh, you know, or uh, Briscoe to talk to him that way, and... Oh, it's just, I felt bad for him. Yeah, were you? You didn't think it was real, though, right? Uh, like maybe. No, uh, no. No. <laughs> what do you think of that uh, trivia I brought up about uh, Christian Clemenson being Balthazar that one time in Buffalo? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, you these guest stars, you wonder where they go, uh, where they've been before, and what they go on to do, and and yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just can't. I just can't imagine him in that giant fat vampire suit. <laughs> uh. um, but once you know his voice, you can totally. Yeah. Now I see it. Yeah. Um. Um. So, so yeah, Socrates basically tries to sell Briscoe out. Yeah, and uh, even though uh, we said Socrates is being a good actor here, uh, Red Bones is still very wary <laughs> of this, with good reason, I imagine. Um. <laughs> Yeah. 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 We we knew that this was part of the long con. Yeah. It was kind of obvious. But were you guys? Did you know Dixie was in on the long? Con? No. No. That's when. That's when I was just. That was the twist. I was shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys. I was slightly. No, I thought Dixie was part of the long con. She always is. Yeah. The question is like. The real question is whether she was showing up an entire coincidence or not, or is she just stalking Briscoe around? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he called for her as well. I'm not sure. Like sent a third telegram. Whew. Yeah, right. that we didn't see. Yeah. Mm. Um, after what I can only assume is stake my claim, uh, they file my claim. <laughs> file my claim. Uh, <laughs> Briscoe and Dixie uh, talk backstage. Matt, obviously you have not heard file my claim enough. To oh no. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, they they do this whole act with the jealousy thing uh, for Red Bones' benefit. Um, I wouldn't, you know, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if they hadn't discussed, like, what they were going to do beforehand because they work together so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mean they just kind of, like, ad-libbed it or whatever? They came up with a script, you mean? No, they're just kind of so in sync that Dixie knew, okay, I gotta help Briscoe out of this fix, so she did. Uh. You mean they're like soulmates? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean it to be that sappy, but whatever. (laughs) Um, They just make a good team. I did. I didn't. I wasn't quite sure how they. Yeah, how they would know that Brett was even there. Mm. But I guess maybe if he set up an appointment with Dixie, then they assumed that he would show up on time, Mm. and they could have. Approximately gauge like when when he would hear the argument. Yeah, they took a few leaps of faith. Yeah, they did, <laughs> that their yeah. plan would work out. <laughs> they hoped. Yes. Um, especially later on, skipping ahead when uh, 
when uh, they, they just figured that he would change the venue for the fight to his boat so they could steer it to a different yeah, state. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. What if he had just kept it at the ring? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, we weren't expect. Okay, the uh, Socrates fake betrayal, that was one thing, but to have another, we weren't expecting the next betrayal to be fake. It was, right. it seemed very genuine. Yeah. Did you guys see the way uh, after he popped the champagne champagne there? Did you notice the way he held the glasses? Mm-hmm. He had like a claw hand. It was really weird. <laughs> he, he like had his hand, his palm facing downward, and he had two glasses between his fingers, kind of like. And I don't while know. he had this claw hand, he gave Dixie this like really intense, creepy stare. <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird. It creeped the crap out of me. <laughs> Aren't I a fancy gentleman? <laughs> um, Alright, so... Yeah, they talk their business. Um, so then uh, Brett Bones, the next day, uh, warns Dynamite not to take a fall again. Uh, and they're everybody's coaching Lord Bowler. <laughs> and this is when they let him in on <laughs> the truth. <laughs> and see, I think the footwork thing was another anachronism. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know both. Uh, I don't know boxing, but I figured that this footwork thing is a new invention. Yeah, yeah. It's just before it was just like them circling each other and put up your dukes. Yeah. I'll pepper your sausage. <laughs> 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 yeah. Why didn't they like grow like curly mustaches for this? One? They should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be great. <laughs> Bowler's taking on ten outlaws at once. And... I hardly believe it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess okay. it must be true, but I can see it just being like a fluke, <laughs> and then him perpetuating the story. Maybe, but maybe he was armed at the time. Did he say he did it barehanded? Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, because he wished that Briscoe had just set up a knife fight instead of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a boxing match. That's kind of funny. They would prefer a knife fight. Yeah. How was that? How is that better? I, I don't know. I guess he's must be good with a knife. Like, it's a different thing to fight with a knife than your fist. So the other guy's probably not experienced in it. In it. I just, I feel like I would rather be punched in the face than... Stabbed. Stabbed yeah. in the stomach. That's what makes him such a dangerous fighter. Like, he's kind of fearless crazy. Mm. So when it comes to knives, he doesn't care. But he's probably way better with weapons, too. So mm. that's probably why he wanted a knife fight. But yeah. well, And Dynamite just looks so strong. Yeah. Yeah, he just destroys that sandbag. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a scary-looking dude. Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, Dixie and bones meet about their deal they're apparently going to set up uh, her own club he's going to put up the money for it i assume so she can sing file my claim forever (laughs) 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 on endless repeat (laughs) (laughs) Um, i wonder if somebody out there has like an mp3 player and that's like the only song they have on there (laughs) (laughs) kelly kelly rutherford does (laughs) (laughs) she listens to herself sing all the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we don't know much about Dixie Cousins. We don't know if she is this uh, driven, you know, determined businesswoman. Yeah. She could, she could be. She could, but she just has just fallen for Briscoe. Mm. Yeah, this early in the series, it's still you know up in the air whether she's completely loyal and good, or if she's you know just does her own thing, looks out for herself. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah, she appears to give up the entire plan here. <laughs> that yeah, my notes have Z's at this point, so I'm not really <laughs> sure. <laughs> like something, something bones and Dixie. Um, you found this episode boring, did you? Well, this particular scene, I, didn't, <laughs> I just <laughs> whenever Dixie, I just kind of zone out. You really, <gasps> really? You like Dixie, do you, Caitlin? Yeah, I do. I think she adds a lot of spice and pizzazz to the show. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she's grown on me. Mm. Steph, does she remind you of Darla? Like, I think she yes. could, she could play Darla. I think. Mm, true. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think it's also good that they have a strong female character. Mm. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. So I'm sure Briscoe will have other girlfriends, though. You think? Uh, it's inevitable. Yeah, I mean he's such a. He's such a lady killer. Oh. <laughs> go, go away, cat. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. And see, I assumed I assumed that Bruce Campbell, like the the person, was a lady killer too. Apparently and, not though. Yeah, I read if Chim if Chims could kill and I was expecting, you know, him to be a a you know, a player and he is not. Like every woman he mentions in the book he married. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think he was just like so nerdy. And... Wait, how many women did he marry? Uh, two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes it. He makes himself himself sound like he's such a loser when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. <laughs> oh. I just remember the book. The best part of the book was him describing when they filmed Evil Dead. Yeah. Mm. I like I like when he was describing his childhood growing up in Oregon. I think it was no Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Right? Mm. And uh, like all the little things he used to do outdoors as a kid, like when he would a mosquito would land on his arm, and he would pi- it would start sucking his blood, and he would pinch the skin around that and force feed the mosquito until it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's hardcore. That's intense. That's intense uh, wilderness. <laughs> Yeah. You want my blood? I'll give him up. <laughs> yeah. Have all you can eat. He was probably Pop. like, he was probably like overacting even then. He was probably talking to the mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, we go to the box match, and yeah, it's been moved to the boat. I guess they planned for that. <laughs> I'm surprised though. Maybe Dynamite Sullivan's used to like fighting on a boat, but wouldn't <laughs> that throw you off a little bit? Yeah, you would yeah, think it you would. would. Think it would make you like like seasick, if not like. Oh yeah, last time I was on a riverboat, I was seasick. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be funny if Bowler just spewed all over. <laughs> That's his tactic. That's his tactic. Just, and gross. then Dynamite Sullivan slips on it and yeah. <laughs> yeah. throws himself out. Gross. Yeah, the only thing worse than spitting is vomiting. <laughs> I would have turned the episode off. Then. <laughs> oh, I could be just something like, oh no, I'm not even gonna go. Sorry. So yeah, Bones uh, makes no attempt to hide that he knows the truth about Briscoe now. Uh, <laughs> Much to Dixie's embarrassment. She's like, oh, you, you told him <laughs> that you know. Ah. <laughs> Were you guys feeling rage at Dixie at this point? Yes. Yeah, how could she? What a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> what a player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they start the fight, and Bowler just becomes a punching bag for 12 rounds. <laughs> but he 
held up really well against yeah, that amount. surprisingly event. resilient. Mm-hmm. It's like really tough, yeah. He's like Homer Simpson. He's got like extra fluid around his brain that cushions <laughs> so he can't be knocked unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but he like he throws like one punch in the first 12 rounds. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous how one-sided it is. Mm. Um, uh, Bowler, I mean, uh, Briscoe has to leave during like round six or something. Conveniently, so does Dixie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she pulls a gun on him. It looks like, but they're there by themselves, so I don't know what they're doing. I don't even know what the point of that was. If she was just gonna make out with him, I don't know if they just. I don't know if it was just like weird foreplay, you know, where they like like, like the danger, so they just like. I guess. <laughs> do some crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> isn't dangerous enough. Hang me over the side of the boat for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> and then we kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Bruce Campbell looked like he was a better kisser this time around, too. Yes. He didn't look so awkward. Yeah. yeah. He's been practicing. He's, a few tips <laughs> <too>. <laughs> He's been practicing on his hand. Dixie. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, uh, they go uh, knock out the captain who goes into convenient TV type unconsciousness <laughs> that lasts as long as you need it to without causing, I'm assuming without causing brain damage or death. <laughs> and uh, Speaking of brain damage, I don't even know how Bowler like walks away from this without it. Because <laughs> he's like, he's completely lost for like part of that. They're like talking to him like for some of it. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? So yeah, Dixie's uh, piloting the the boat somewhere. <laughs> we don't know Somehow. where. Did you guys catch on to the the plan at this point? No, no, no idea. Did you Did you have any thoughts about what was happening, or are you just going for the ride? <laughs> just along for the ride, yeah. <laughs> They're up to something, just to know what. Mm. So what did you think of the last round here of the the fight? How it went. Uh, it was kind of cheesy. Yeah, do a thing with your feet. And, you know. Yeah, it was a little bit too cheesy for me. Oh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the twinkle toes, though. <laughs> it was delightful, but it was a little bit ridiculous. All of a sudden, Bowler's like, I get to dance? <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean it was like, it's like he's suddenly rejuvenated completely. And he's like... He had a second wind. <laughs> I guess. Huh. All you have to do is make fun of him, and he just completely powers up. <laughs> um... Uh, so yeah, he does some fancy footwork and knocks him out. <laughs> mm. uh, Dixie pilots the boat into the shore. Because she's a bad driver. <laughs> what do you of think course the driving? woman has to crash the ship. <laughs> Just like when they let Counselor Choi drive the Enterprise, she crashed it into a planet. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't Seriously? remember that. Yeah, like, it, uh, what was it, the first movie they did? I do remember it hitting a planet, but I don't remember who was at the helm at the time. Why is a counselor driving the spaceship? <laughs> She's the only one left, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the law comes on the boat. And uh, what do you guys think of the final scene with Brett here? They found a loophole. Mm, very clever. Mm. I-, I like how he tries his best to remain gentlemanly. He doesn't. Until, you know, he just can't take it anymore, and then he snaps. He's like, in your face! <laughs> yeah. He was really smug. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd lose, lose my cool if someone is that smug at me. <laughs> you lose. You lose, loser. <laughs> your pardon means nothing in Mississippi, just, uh... Mm. 
Um, so yeah, Wiley thanks Briscoe, and they all they all feel good about justice. <laughs> justice is good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Um, and Dixie and Bowler say goodbye again. They start flirting again and share a better kiss than last time. Did uh, you notice that when she was like, what is it about you, Briscoe? And then her eyes crossed a little. I'm pretty sure her vision started going back. <laughs> 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 Again, all she could see was the chin. Yeah. So I, I was surprised that she didn't start making up his chin at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Socrates thinks he'll be crucified over jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Little does he know. Mm. Well, obviously they didn't make anything happen with that because uh, Strauss beat them to it. Yeah, he stole. <laughs> he stole the. Or maybe maybe Levi Strauss is one of the robber barons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's the end. <laughs> yeah, the fabric is called denim. The end. <laughs> and I groaned. <laughs> oh. But I already, we already guessed way before that that it was <laughs> that it was jeans. Well, yeah, it's kind of a... Yeah. <laughs> What's that material? It doesn't look familiar to me at all. <laughs> These television shows, this is why the rest of the world, they they don't understand how large the United States is. Mm-hmm. Because on these shows, they're all over the country in no time. I mean, we don't know how much time has passed since Jalisco, but... right. You know, from San Francisco to Louisiana, that's a long way. Did they take a train or did they ride? I, I doubt they rode. <laughs> they couldn't have rode the whole Well, no comets there. Well, there's probably train cars for horses. So they did ride. Well, there's probably cars where you keep your horse, probably, on a train. I don't know. Maybe. I'm guessing. <laughs> Who knows? They they just took the magic red line there. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so... You guys want to rate it? Steph, do you want to go first? Okay, I love this episode. It's the best episode so far. Oh, yeah? Yes, long cons. Okay, the only thing that beats a long con to me is a heist. So hopefully there will be a heist coming up soon. Cool. So I give it... I'm sorry, what? Sorry, I was going to say, I'd I'd love to see that. I'd love to see, like, Briscoe trying to steal a diamond or something. (laughs) (laughs) So I... Give it. Oh my gosh, I have no rating systems. Uh, shoot. Okay, I give it ten out of ten. Needs to add another song to your repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. That was worth it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? I'll go. All right. Well, I liked Bowler. I thought he was hilarious, and I liked Xander Berkeley. He's good at playing villains. But it loses at least one point every time Dixie is in an episode. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'll give it eight out of ten Wheels of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> what does Dixie have to do to win you over, Will? <laughs> Die? No, I'm kidding. Die? <laughs> <laughs> she may just do that. I wouldn't be surprised. Towards the end of the season or something. Yeah, we couldn't get out of you exactly why you didn't like the last time. Is it the accent? Is it the... It's just her. Is it the sashing everywhere? Are you jealous of her? (laughs) That might be it. (laughs) I wish I was Dixie. You sashay like that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was good in a dress like that. I wish you had that taste in feather boas. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, doily parasols. That's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, uh, Caitlin, you want to go? I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It had a good mix of characters, a very dynamic villain, um, Buller and Dixie. Uh, I kind of like seeing the the uh, how well Dixie and Bo- and well Bowler both work with um, Briscoe. I think it's a really good team. And yeah, no, it was just an entertaining uh, plot, even though it didn't really relate much to the development of like the overall seasonal plot, like related to the orb and stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten horsey critiques. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go ahead, Mel. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I do think it's probably one of the better episodes that we've watched so far. Mm. Um, just because of the con and all that, it's kind of fun. It's kind of a fun, fun ride. <laughs> I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Hopefully, temporarily numbed bowler brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine's very similar. Oh, is it? Well, I can change it. No, that's that's fine. Was, I'm giving it, it too late. late. You went first, Mel. It's yours. <laughs> it was either that or bowler twinkle toes. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is uh, eight out of ten bowler body blows. Oh. Again, we rhymed. Um, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked having the whole gang together. I like, you know, if they they find a way to work everybody in there. They even had a, a guest star who didn't die working along with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a pretty good episode. wasn't wasn't my fave, but. Um, all right, so let's go on to high points and low points. Steph, do you want to just throw both them both of yours out there? Uh, the low point for me was the denim, the reference to the denim fabric. <laughs> yeah. And the high point, uh, it was not knowing if Dixie was betraying Briscoe. I'm going to agree on the low point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. You too? <laughs> yeah, I, it was the, that's what I wrote. All it right. was like the gene thing. It's okay. just too much. The whole that whole storyline, I just felt like that character was completely expendable too. Yeah, that's three three votes already for the jeans. <laughs> uh, my high point, even though I mean it's kind of silly and it well it's completely silly. My high point is still just that that it, I wish I could isolate it as an animated gif of uh, Bowler doing the twinkle toes and then that final uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> that's really nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to go ahead with my low point. Um, Because, yeah, Lord Buller is actually, I don't know, a pretty competent guy. So my low point is is just how naive he was in this whole plot. Until, yeah, he figured out what was going on. And I'm going to go for my high point was just the culmination of the long con. How everything worked out in the end. Oh, my low point is when Briscoe and Dixie kiss the second time. Not the first time, but the second time. Like at the end? Yeah. Mm. What was and that? My, that one? I, I can't explain it. I just have this irrational hatred for <laughs> Dixie Cousins. Is it the exchange of saliva? Like, it's practically <laughs> spitting in each other's mouths? <laughs> <laughs> God. We're gonna have to get to the bottom of this of this <laughs> this hatred at some point. Oh, that's like I had this completely gross mental image of my like Just long distance. No, like, making a game of no, it. No, like close up. Oh, <laughs> gross. Like making that sound. You're gross and will out again. 
I'm going to therapy next week to figure <laughs> out why I hate Dixie Cousins. And it's kind of like instead of keeping a vial or a blood or a lock of hair, they keep each other spit in yeah. a little no. <laughs> just, just in their cheek, just in the side of them. They're all gross. Uh, we'll keep it forever, Dixie. Uh, what's your high point? Uh, high point is when Bowler knocks dynamite out. But not specifically the Twinkle Toes uppercut, <laughs> just the knockout. Yeah, just the upper, just the knockout. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mel, we didn't get your high point. My high point is when Briscoe writes the letter to the, the to Bowler, and then that's when I knew Bowler would show up, so I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was like my most exciting moment of the whole. Dear <laughs> Lord, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's got quotes? I'll just let other people go first because I don't want to steal people's quotes. Uh, one card for the man from Tennessee. <laughs> Two cards for Mr. Redbone. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Hatchet? Miss me? <laughs> By a couple of inches. Get out of here, kid. Sir, it's my responsibility to find the receiving party and to deliver each telegram as quickly as possible. <laughs> Yeah, Will. I don't have forgot to go back. <laughs> oh, how dare you? Okay, I'll do a bowler one. You could have set up a nice little knife fight, but no, it had to be a boxing match. <laughs> yeah. Also, like from Bowler, let's see the cash. Holds up the cash. <laughs> <laughs> nice and done. <laughs> and I like. Uh... Dixie, what are you doing here? I was about to ask you the same question, Briscoe. Roscoe. Roscoe Merriweather. Oh, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I also like the uh, quote at the end there from Briscoe. You lost, Brett. You lost big time. And my father's smiling. Yes, he would be because he's probably a skeleton by now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's sad. There there was kind of a weird one between Bones and uh, Briscoe where he's like, Mmm, a riverboat. It's a, I know, on a river. (laughs) 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 Um... Anyone else got any stuff you got to run up or anything? Nah, that's all I've got. Alrighty. Okay, feedback. Alright, we'll just start at the beginning. So, we have one to read. It's from Robin Burge. Alright. I almost knocked uh, your whole desk down. Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> Sorry. Who wants to read it? Who's a fan of Robin? I like Robin. Okay. I hate Robin. Just a quick bit of feedback this week. This was a fun-like uh, this was a fun episode. I like seeing Briscoe running a sting-like con, wearing his fancy card shark duds. <laughs> Lord Bowler was amazing as always, although I can't believe they paid Dynamite off to take a dive. Did they know that if Bowler got angry enough, he would start to glow red and proceed to beat the piss out of that muscle head? <laughs> to reach the upper level, your mind, body, and soul must be one. It's a sacrifice. It takes hard work. It's a way of life. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm really starting to be a big fan of Dixie Rections. Ah, <laughs> ha- no. Hashtag boner watch. Ah. I didn't believe for a second that she would betray Briscoe. I really like the camera work in that Wheel of Fortune scene. Any sort of POV shot of something coming at Bruce Campbell to kill him makes me want to go back and rewatch the Evil Dead trilogy. Xander Berkeley is pretty awesome, too. I love that they're getting all these interesting character actors to play members of Bly's gang. I just know if we go back to the pilot, they'll all be there, right? <laughs> of course, he was true. He was there in the background. Oh, yeah. All those shadow mm-hmm. people, they're all there. 
Um, what do we got next? Got another piece of feedback, this time from Victor. From Victor de Grand. Riverboat was a clever little episode, even though it didn't do much to advance the storyline. Briscoe concocts a sting op- operation so elaborate that I almost expected to hear some Scott Joplin music playing in the background. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Bruce Campbell is such a good actor that he can act badly when the con calls for it. <laughs> He can be melodramatic, or his alias, Roscoe Merriweather, can be the most annoying poker player in the world. (laughs) But this episode also showed us a new side of Bowler. Summoned to Louisiana under false pretenses, there were a couple of times when Bowler could have gotten back on his horse and hit the trail in search of his next bounty. But instead, he stayed to help Briscoe, even if it meant taking his lumps, literally. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I liked that. Like, there was one time where Briscoe kind of just begged him, like, as a favor, a personal favor, to go keep going through with the plan. Mm. And he did it. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't really owe him that much right now. I mean, they're not friends. (laughs) No. So, he still did it. Bowler's a good guy. For the money. It was the money. It was the money that made him go all goo goo eyed. Yeah. Your money's money is all that money. Pretty much. <laughs> um, Briscoe chalks Bowler into a boxing match with the local prize fighter, a bruiser named Dynamite Sullivan, which Bowler wins by a quick knockout. Only after a rematch is arranged does Bowler learn two things. One, the first fight was fixed, and two, the next one won't be. <laughs> At this point, Bowler didn't actually hold up a sign that said help. But he did have the same exact same ex- ex- expression on his face as Wiley Coyote after he had has run a good twenty yards off a cliff, <laughs> and only now realizes he's standing on thin air. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can see that. Uh, Bowler goes through the fight with the fight anyways, and Sullivan hits him with everything but the ring post. But in the tradition of movie fights, Bowler rallies in the end to win. <laughs> Meanwhile, Briscoe hijacks the riverboat and leaves Dixie t- to pilot the boat. Here is where I have a little problem. Since Wiley and his brother would ship the fabric up and down the river, should he be the logical choice to take the wheel? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Dixie has many talents, but I don't think piloting a large boat is among them. <laughs> I'm not making any sexist remarks here about women drivers, <laughs> but from what I we did, I do that for you. From what I saw, I don't want Dixie at the wheel of my boat, or any vehicle for that matter. I guess. Um, <laughs> After she runs it aground, they will be lucky if that boat is still seaworthy. Mm. (laughs) I haven't seen that many actors fall out of their chairs since the original Enterprise got hit by a Klingon. (laughs) 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 But once they landed in Mississippi, the game was up and the bad guy was taken into custody. Although Dixie has plenty to do in this episode, it is Big Daddy Bowler who steals the show. Aww. <laughs> to be honest, I felt like going fast forward through the Dixie stuff Oh, to get to the bowler stuff. <laughs> I give this episode props for imagination, but more importantly, it showed that Briscoe and Bowler can be friends instead of rivals. Yes, they're money friends. <laughs> Even though there is no sci-fi aspect, I will still award it 8.5 Wonder Fabrics out of 10. Regards, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Thanks, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yes, question. Sorry. Yeah. Is are Victor and Bob actually related, or is that just a coincidence? They're brothers. They are brothers. Are they? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yep. I've never heard Victor's voice though. Only Bob's. Wonder if they sound alike. <laughs> okay. Now we have some audio feedback. Hello, intro to Briscoe. This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts on Riverboat. Oh my God, this is the Briscoe County Junior that I love. 
love, love. There is so much going on in this episode. It delightfully fills the hour with just one thing after the other. Crazy antics, crazy moments. I find it funny that Bruce Campbell talks it. Does he call this one slightly serious in the in his little book about the show? I don't remember in the little episode guide. I don't remember, but... I didn't think it was because it was just really fun. It was really, you know, ridiculous and great. And he's on a he's on a, a wheel of fortune, basically. Oh my god! And the puns. Oh, and the denim at the end. Ah, but let's let's talk about the real hero of this episode, Bowler. I love when he first knocks out the guy. He just sort of goes, huh. "Oh my god, Bowler! You're one of the best parts of this show." And there was the surprise of of Dixie. I didn't remember her in there, but she just sort of came there. I'm like, "Do we need her?" But she. She was, she was fine in this episode. I was totally down with some Dixies. That was great. That was great. Super fun. Super awesome. God, this whole episode just made me just feel all warm inside. I'm just like, this, I'm just having fun right now. I'm just having so much fun. It's it's a wacky time. It's a good, you know, the orb stuff is not my favorite thing on the planet. Like, you know, it, it can be fun. And, you know, there there's going to be some fun things later. But, oh, dude, this is the Briscoe that I love. Just wacky, crazy times. Just doing, oh. Just want to hug this show. <laughs> all right, but that's all for this week. Faithful intro to Briscoe County Urs. So until next time, I'll see you around. Ha! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to hug Seamus. Yeah. That, oh, that makes me so excited. I want to watch some more episodes, and I hope that they're all of them are like this. I forgot the one joke where uh, Briscoe said he had a bone to pick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote that down and then I looked at it later and I was like, it's not worth mentioning. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. All right. Uh, okay. Now we've got one from Harold Wallen. Calling in with my feedback for the Riverboat episode, which I, I liked a lot. I, I enjoyed the fact that it was just a straight Western, no science fiction for the second week in a row. Personally, I like Westerns. I'm not so crazy uh, when they start mixing it up with with other genres to try and spice it up. Uh, I'm probably in the minority in this community with that, but I feel like the orb is, and some of the other things are are, are gimmicks, and who needs that when you can have uh, a wheel of fortune and a table full of hatchets? What's better than that? Um, Now, one of the things I really liked about this episode was this concept of a blanket pardon. Where can I get one of those things? (laughs) I have some questions about this. Now, first of all, how much does something like that cost? Who do you have to bribe to get it? Uh, Do you have to pay uh, a flat fee uh, to cover everything, or do you have to pay, like, an initial payment, and then you have to pay something else for each felony that you commit? Uh, Obviously, it covers murder. What else does it cover? Uh, Genocide, slavery, what else? I'm curious to know. I, I think after this, we may go on Wikipedia and try and find out some more. Uh, some other good things in this episode. I liked uh, the return of Roscoe Merriweather. That was a good callback. Um, it was it was cool to see Briscoe get into a, a Brett Maverick outfit uh, to go uh, become the, the poker uh, uh, gambler. Uh, I had to take a look because I was curious because I know that there was a uh, Maverick movie in the 1990s with uh, Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster. 
actually, that came out a few years after this uh, TV show, so it wasn't something that was in the public consciousness at the time. So I don't know if people remember that, but as soon as I saw that, I, oh, he's doing Mavericks. That was that was cool. I like that they kind of set up that uh, Briscoe had these uh, poker skills last week, so you knew about it for this one. Uh, I like that uh, the episode centered on Briscoe outthinking and outmaneuvering his opponent. He was several moves ahead, including uh, we don't see he gets Dixie to uh, to con Bones. So when she uh, reveals to Bones that Roscoe is actually uh, Briscoe, uh, we don't know is she is she in on this? Is she not? Is she uh, uh, betraying Briscoe? Uh, where does she stand? And I wasn't so sure. Uh, so I thought that was pretty good. Uh, speaking of Dixie, uh, first of all, I was deeply disappointed that she didn't do another version of filing her claim. That was, <laughs> you know, that was a letdown. But on the other hand, I, I think she's making a good choice. She's uh, she's doing more of a Mae West impersonation as opposed to John Wayne one that she was doing last week. So that's a good choice. Uh, but she's got to get more of these... Uh, big dresses on. I, I like those. Um, I have to put in a complaint about Comet. Uh, this poor horse, uh, and I think it's six episodes now, he, he's been carrying Briscoe all over the United States. Uh, he's in California, they're going up to Pacific Northwest, down to Mexico, Colorado, now Louisiana. This is crazy. Uh, someone's got to get this horse a break. Uh, maybe, a, maybe a trip on the riverboat and you know, get a cruise or something. Uh, another interesting thing for me was that Briscoe makes an admission uh, that his his fight with the Bly, uh, Bly Gang is personal, which is something he's kind of shied away from saying before. And that, to me, was kind of interesting. So now we have uh, two down. Uh, I think ten to go. Uh, so that'll be something uh, interesting to follow. I give this one eight and a half blanket pardons out of ten. And talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. Yeah, yeah I understand what he's saying about the uh, sci-fi elements kind of being just a gimmick. Because if it's good storytelling, then the show doesn't need that part. Hmm. And this was uh, this was good storytelling. Yeah. Well, like a lot of people, uh, yeah, some people just like the the old west stuff. Some people like the sci-fi stuff and. Even the showrunners weren't sure what they should do to get mm-hmm. the most viewers. So, um, I like the mix of it, personally. Yeah. But yeah. I don't yeah. know. It makes the it's show sure. more unique. It does, yeah. It's kind of a fun, different thing. Uh, Steph, do you mind uh, reading an email? Okay. Where do I get that? <laughs> uh, it's, in, it's in the Skype, um, Skype chat. It's from Daniela Cox. I'm sorry I'm so late. Yep. I will have a quick brief go at Riverboat so Bowler won't knock me out. (laughs) (laughs) This episode has it all. All of the regulars. Thank God Bowler is back again. Socrates is being a little bit clumsy. Dixie is behaving again in a quite dubious way. And last but not least, the wonderful Roscoe Merriweather reappears. (laughs) I did it again. (laughs) Zwinker... Zwinky is smiley. <laughs> Winky face. It's uh, she wrote a smiley in her email, and it's been converted from a German smiley into uh, <laughs> English text. So, 
it's a, it's a winky smiley and it okay. just writes out like that okay <laughs> what i also love are the mini twists quite appropriate to it's being set in the gambler milieu mil, mil brett bones excels as dangerous and cunning uh, villain of the week and it certainly takes all the twists to finally defeat him he is really really nasty underneath his accurate exterior I definitely wonder at the contrast between his nice elegant clothes on the one hand and the bloodthirsty and brutal entertainment he is sporting on the other thus it takes two boxing matches for dear old boy bowler one setup and one reel to bring bones down Yet it is Briscoe and Dixie who play the game of deception at its best. After all, all uh, and after all the pretense and betrayal going on, their much anticipated and painfully delayed kiss gets very emotional indeed. It's one of those episodes where I wonder how much of this series can tell in just 50 minutes. Sometimes it feels like a whole movie. Best wishes. Thanks, Daniela. So this is from Matt A. He writes, "Why was the cow? Why was the cowboy a lot of laughs? He was always horsing around." <laughs> uh, and there's a couple. There's an attachment JPEG here. Let's see. It's of Debbie D- Debbie Downer from Mad TV, and it says, "Ever ever since they found Mad Cow Disease in the U.S., uh, I'm not taking any chances. It can it can live in your body for years before it ravages your brain." Okay. What? That must be something he talks about in his email, maybe? Or his voicemail? Let's see. Okay, episode six, Riverboat. I can't believe it's been six episodes already. Just a couple months ago, I didn't even know what a Briscoe was. <laughs> I watched this one ten days ago, and I had intended to send in feedback immediately. But I had to sit on this one for a while. I had some real problems with the ending. I enjoyed this one for about three-fourths of the way through. I thought, this, oh, this is really great. I can't wait to see what this long con is that they're running. So Something big's gonna happen to uh, Bones here. Now, I'm uh, not a lawyer, but... And don't you hate it when people say things like, I'm not a lawyer, but... It's like, well, maybe don't talk if you're not qualified <laughs> to say anything on the subject. Still, I think I have a better concept of what a pardon is than the characters in this episode it's my understanding that a pardon happens way down the line after you've been arrested tried, sentenced, convicted you're sent to jail and then the executive of the state the governor or in the case of a federal crime the president says okay the, the punishment doesn't fit the crime you are, you've served your time you're, uh, you're free to go it doesn't even remove the conviction from your record. That's expungement. That's something else. So I didn't get what this blanket pardon from the governor of Louisiana was supposed to mean. If he had the pardon, he was already convicted and let go. Um, he's not a prisoner of the state. He can go to Mississippi and not um, be arrested again and then tried again. Uh, I don't know if double jeopardy was a thing back in 1893. I'm also not a time traveler. If there was any doubt about that, in addition to not being a lawyer, I'm also not a time traveler. I don't know what jurisdiction a law enforcement officer in Mississippi even has over a crime committed in Louisiana. 
so none of this made any sense to me. I'm probably the only person who gave any of this any thought. Yes. <laughs> it was such a major sticking point for me that it soured me on the rest of the episode because I had built up the expectation in my mind that this long con was going to be so worth it. All the other little distractions like the poker game and the boxing stuff, it's all leading up to some big twist. And then the twist was that he left Louisiana and now he's being, I don't even understand it. At the end, they're celebrating like it's a done deal. The guy's going to jail and they're never going to have to worry about bones anymore. It seems really premature because if he had just been arrested and there hadn't been a trial before, there's going to be a trial now, and it's a rich, powerful, scary white guy who murdered a black guy in Louisiana slash Mississippi in 1893. I don't think it's a slam dunk. Sorry to be such a downer. It probably ruined everybody's good time. There were parts of this episode that I liked quite a lot. Um, I wrote down a bunch of notes, but so many days later, they don't really make much sense. Here I wrote down, excited to see Pete. Never mind. Because there was a guy in the teaser, and I was like, ah, it's Pete, but it turned out not to be Pete. I wrote, where the hell are those kids' parents? What kid? I don't even remember the kid. <laughs> Here I just wrote down, don't hurt Bowler, with a frowny face. I was going to leave you with a cowboy joke to lighten the mood, but all the cowboy jokes I found on the internet were either really bad or just horribly racist. <laughs> so I'll skip to the rating. 7 out of 10, Pete Doppelgangers. Next week, Pirates! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to change my rating now. <laughs> Drop it a few points. Now I understand why he sent the Debbie Downer pick. <laughs> but I still appreciate him. I appreciate all uh, opinions. So our last one is from Heidi. Okay, hey guys. I'm not sure I'm getting this in before we record, but I'm sending it anyway. I love the telegram showing up from Socrates at the beginning. That kid is very dedicated to his job. I wish the postal service was like that. Risco should have just baked a file into a cake for Socrates. <laughs> it would have been a lot less trouble. The riverboat setting was fun, something different anyway, but of course it couldn't be that easy. Yay, Lord Bowler boxing. Anyway, I have to go record down below right now, but wanted to get some <laughs> feedback in on what I've seen in the episode thus far. Until next time, Heidi. <laughs> if Frisco did the cake thing for Socrates, Socrates would have been like, what the heck is this in my, doing in my cake? Yeah. Frisco sucks at making cakes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's all the feedback. It would be nice to see Frisco suck at, at at least one thing. Yeah, so next time is... Uh, River, no, sorry, that's my old. <laughs> We're gonna do the same We're episode. Do the same one. <laughs> the next one is pirates with an exclamation mark. Wow, I'm excited. <laughs> What's gonna happen in pirates, guys? Pirate river pirates. Uh, river pirates. It's the sequel to this episode. Yeah. River pirates. Okay. They actually didn't damage the ship because Dixie steered it quite well into the shore. But then they take the riverboat and they go down as pirates. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Comet's gonna have a little parrot friend. Oh man! Who's gonna wear the eye patch? <gasps> Bowler. Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> Bowler would make an excellent pirate. Oh, this is great. I think so. I think you're right. All right. So, Steph, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, would you like to plug your podcast? Sure, uh, Daz and I, we do, um, 
a television podcast, What's On With Steph and Dez. Uh, we try lately. It's been really hard. <laughs> We've been very busy. But uh, we're doing one a, about one a month now. And then Potential Cast, that's our Buffy podcast, where we've just started season six. And we're going to just go on through uh, the end of Buffy. So we're taking a break with uh, Redemption Cast. You don't know how sad that makes me. <laughs> yeah, I really miss Angel. But we just we need to get Buffy out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Get it out of the way. It's a, it's a worse show. <laughs> <laughs> But we just needed a kick in the pants to get us going. Yeah. We had just got bogged down, so that's what we need. Laser focus. Yeah. Uh, all right, Will, what's been going on, on down below? Uh, we're trucking through season one. Yeah, season one's okay, but, you know, <laughs> got to get through it to get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the same with a lot of shows. Yeah. All right, so we will see everyone in two weeks' time for Pirates. And uh, until then, thanks for listening, and see you next time. Bye. 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 Hey, what's the cowboy version of bye? Oh, uh... So long, mister. (laughs) So long, partner. Happy trails to you. Until we We meet meet again. again. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Yay. I'm going to stop recording now. (laughs) Don't embarrass yourself. Just end it after you guys are done singing. Yeah. This is coming from the guy that's like sent like, didn't you send like yourself singing a version of the angel theme song? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks time for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbrisco at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash introbrisco. Also, we're on them newfangled Twitters at introbrisco, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbrisco.blogspot.ca.
Let's go. 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 Let's go.